Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening to podcast number three. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about converting to a healthier diet option. Tips and tricks how to handle stubborn birds and their problems switching from an all-seed to a new pelleted diet. Now, I'm asked all the time, what makes a good diet? Ideally, every bird should be on a pelleted diet. Pellets are nutritionally complete, they're specially formulated for birds, and they should make up at least 60% of your bird's daily food program. The rest of your bird's diet can come from foods such as fruits and vegetables, even a little bit of pasta, cooked egg, um, anything that he likes that's basically wholesome. Good fruits and vegetables to feed include orange, yellow, and red foods, which are a great source of vitamin A, a very, very important nutrient in bird's diet. Things like melon, sweet potato, papaya, red and yellow peppers, carrots, mango, all of those are great sources of vitamin A. Any of these foods, however, should be fed only in very small portions, and all these other food sources should be kept to less than ideally a third of your bird's diet. The fact is that seeds are really just not nutritionally complete. Unfortunately, many bird owners feed their birds an all seed or all nut or a very high fat diet. It's actually, these diets are almost all fat. They lack the essential nutrients that birds need. And I mean, it's basically like eating junk food all the time. It'd be like if we ate fast food all the time. While you can certainly maintain a fairly normal weight this way, the chances are that, you know, over the long term, if you eat a high-fat diet of seeds and nuts, you'll become overweight um, eating all that fat, and certainly this is not healthy for anybody. So the answer really is pellets, but um, while it'd be just great if you could offer your bird a bowl of nutritionally, nutritionally complete balanced pellets to eat, and get them off the high-fat, nutrient-poor seed diet immediately, most of the time it doesn't work that way. Most of the time, unfortunately, parrots are stubborn, they resist change, and they're unwilling to try new things. You know, birds are creatures of habit. Certainly there are birds that will convert readily from one diet to another, but most of the time they need to be encouraged. Um, And converting a bird from an unhealthy, high-fat diet uh, made of all seed or nuts to a nutritionally balanced complete pellet diet can be very stressful, not just for the bird, but also for the owner. As we said, birds are creatures of habit. They often prefer to stick to what they know and what they're used to. Some of these birds have been eating these diets for dozens and dozens of years, and they're really not apt to try new things. Some birds would rather actually starve themselves, go days without eating, than taste a new food. And they're not even aware sometimes that the nutritious things we're offering them are food. 
Um, they don't know that something in front of them is something to eat. It could be a toy. It could be something to look at. They don't know necessarily that they should taste it. Um, sometimes they're even just afraid of the food or afraid to go near it. So what should a bird owner do? Well, there are different methods of pellet conversion, and you really have to think about what's right for you, um, your personality, the personality of your bird, and even the type of birds you have. There are certainly uh, so many different ways to convert birds to pellets, but I do want to focus today on three methods that are commonly used by avian veterinarians. They're all documented on the Zupreme website, so you can certainly refer back to the website uh, for sort of a written uh, stepwise layout of what I'm going to discuss today. But let's start with one type of method, one conversion method called tough love. This works for almost every species and every type of owner. In this method, the idea is to create a routine that your bird can follow and become accustomed to. This method generally works for any kind of bird at any age that will accept new food in his cage and that he enjoys eating. And, and if he enjoys treats, this is a great method to use. Different birds may take varying amounts of time to transition to new foods via this method, but ultimately, almost every bird will accept a new food in this way with this conversion method, a tough love. In tough love, the idea is to be consistent. With this method, you basically offer your bird his normal food in the usual place in his cage, twice a day, each day. In the middle of the day, you can offer him something delicious, a real tasty treat, something he wouldn't refuse, a small bit of table food or something else he loves to eat, something that he'll anticipate receiving. At the same time, you add a bowl of the new pellets in a place in the cage where your bird likes to sit somewhere he'll frequent, typically, you know, often at the highest point in the cage or near the, the corner of the cage near the window or the TV, somewhere where he sits commonly, and then place an additional bowl of new pellets near where the old food bowl used to sit. Leave the pellets in both bowls at all times to get your bird used to these two new bowls in the cage. Encourage him to try the new pellets by praising him verbally when he approaches the new bowls, especially if he actually touches or picks up or tastes the pellets. After he's accepted these new bowls in the cage, stop offering him his old food in the morning so that he's hungrier then and more apt to try the pellets later on. Continue to actively praise him if he does try the pellets or goes near them or interacts with them in any way. If he actually starts snacking on the pellets in the morning, stop offering him his usual food in the evening as well. Hopefully, you know, without his usual food in the evening, he'll start nibbling on the pellets then too. Different birds will warm up to trying pellets at different rates. Some may be willing to try them in a day or two, while others may actually take weeks. Some I've actually seen take months. But you can encourage your bird to try pellets not only by praising him verbally, you know, saying his name, good bird, if he tastes them, but also pretending to eat the pellets yourselves um, in front of him and, and sharing your portion of pellets with him. Certainly you don't want anything that's touched your mouth to touch your bird's mouth, but we know birds are really social eaters and if they see their flock mates, you, uh, eating something that looks really good, they're gonna be more apt to try that food. The key is not to mix any of the old food in with the new pellets because birds are selective eaters. They pick out what's familiar and what they like best, so mixing just doesn't work. Um, birds offered new and old food mixed together will actually selectively eat out the familiar food and they'll never try the new food. So the goal is to create a routine your bird can anticipate and look forward to while including some yummy treat and an attention from you so that he'll be more likely to follow the routine and try the new diet. 
Certainly while this method may involve a little bit of tough love, hence its name, to get your bird onto the new diet, the excitement that, he, that the bird gets from the treat and the time he spends with you will make it easier for him to accept this diet change. And he won't really be that upset, it won't really be that tough for him after all. Getting your bird onto a healthier diet, no matter how tough, will certainly be worth it in the end to improve his health and his longevity. Now, if tough love isn't the method for you and your bird, and isn't right for your personality or your bird's personality, another method you may want to consider is the slow and steady pellet conversion method. In this method, the idea is to gradually cut back the amount of the unhealthy, high-fat, familiar food that you've offered while slowly increasing the amount of new pelleted food. The bird's behavior dictates the pace. Um, every bird is different. Some birds take to the new food in just a day or two, while others may not take to it for weeks or more. The key, the key actually is to progress gradually, initially removing the familiar food at night so that the bird wakes up hungry and more apt to try the new pellets. The pellets should then be offered in the usual dish at the usual spot in the familiar place, you know, where the normal familiar diet is offered so that the bird looks there for a meal. You know, this is different for different birds, but wherever your bird commonly goes to in his cage to eat his familiar diet, that's where the new pellets should be offered. If the bird approaches the new pellets, actively praise him by saying his name, scratching his head, or whatever else you can do to encourage him to interact with this new food, these new pellets. The first morning after you take out the old food, offer only the new food for four hours, and be sure to encourage any interest your bird shows in the pellets, even if he doesn't actually eat them, even if he just approaches the dish or looks at them or hangs out next to them. After four hours, if he hasn't shown any interest in the new pellets, offer him a small amount of his familiar food in a separate cup, but don't take out the new pellets and never mix the two as we said, or he will certainly pick out his old food to the exclusion of the new pellets. Once your bird starts to interact with the new pellets, gradually increase the amount of time from four to six and then to eight hours or longer over the next few days that he actually has access only to the new food and be sure to encourage him every time he approaches it. Some birds may take several days to go near the pellets, just even to approach them. They may not even taste them for weeks or even months. Um, others, on the other hand, will taste them right away. It, it really varies per bird. Until your bird starts eating uh, and interacting with the pellets, don't extend the time that he has access only to them beyond four hours. So don't go farther than four hours until you see that he's actually interacting fairly regularly with the pellets, approaching them, even touching them. And be sure to offer only a small amount of the old familiar food if he doesn't try the pellets after four hours. Initially, he may not eat for those four hours at all, but it's okay. A healthy bird can go four hours without eating. No worries. It's just stressful for us, but the bird will be fine. If the bird shows no interest in the pellets, try moistening them with a little bit of warm water or fruit juice to tempt him to eat them. Don't just leave the moistened pellets in the cage, though, for more than a couple of hours or they could spoil. Birds transitioning to pellets, especially if they've been eating a high-fat seed diet, commonly do lose weight. They can lose up to about 10% of their weight, so don't panic. Ideally, you should have a scale that weighs in grams so that you can monitor your bird's weight as you transition him by weighing him daily, um, usually in the morning before you feed him. And if he loses more than 10% of his body weight, you certainly want to alert your veterinarian and have him checked out. 
Now, the slow and steady method is great for conure-sized or larger birds that typically eat with their feet, and therefore they're more apt to pick up or try a pellet to check it out. They may approach the, the bowl of new food, the pellets, and pick up a, a pellet, check it out, hold it, look at it, select a certain color. Um, this gradual method works well for nervous or shy birds as well who may be afraid of new things. Remember that birds can take several weeks to transition to a new diet. The idea is to stay calm, be patient, and get your bird to eat a nutritionally complete pelleted diet that has so many health benefits. It will definitely be worth it. Now, what happens if you've tried and thought about tough love and you've thought about slow and steady and it's just not working? Or, or maybe you have a smaller bird that really, you know, feeds off the ground, isn't really a foot feeder like some of these larger birds, perhaps like a, a budgie or a cockatiel. The, the final pellet conversion method I wanted to talk about for these small birds is actually called birdie's choice. In this method, the goal is to allow your bird to choose among three different pelleted food brands um, so that he can select which type he likes best and to transition to that type without having to use other transitioning foods. Um, you might want to try pellets of varying colors, different shapes, and then allow your bird to select what he likes the best. Uh, you can include pellets of different sizes. You know, some birds prefer a certain size up or down, and they will definitely have preferences. So giving them different sizes is a, a great way to help them choose. Just be sure that your bird has access to fresh, clean water every day. Um, some birds will actually drink more during the conversion process because they're eating a lot more dry food, and that's completely normal. And don't be surprised if they dunk their pellets. That's a really, really normal thing for birds to do, and they'll dunk the pellets in the water, and it will look messy, but this is just you know, a perfectly normal thing for birds to do. Now, as I mentioned before, this uh, method Birdie's Choice works best for smaller species like budges and cocktails. They feed off the ground, um, and the idea here is to make a tabletop like the ground, okay? Um, it works great for finger tame birds that are really comfortable being near owner's hands. Um, and the idea here in the first step is to place your bird on a tabletop, being sure certainly to choose location that your bird is familiar with so that he's comfortable and not to do this on a really small table that he could fall off of. Um, put the bird in the center of the table rather than the edge so he's safe and then let the bird have a few minutes to sort of explore the tabletop and acclimate to it before you put any pellets on the tabletop at all. And certainly you never want to leave your bird unsupervised on the tabletop. You want to certainly watch him every moment that you're doing this so that he doesn't fall off. The next step would be to put piles of pellets a few inches apart um, so that they're clearly separated. I usually start with three different piles, again, of different shape, color, or size pellets so that the bird can choose. You don't want to put the piles too close to the edge. Again, you don't want the bird to fall off the table. Um, and you don't, want the put, you don't want to put the pellet piles too close together so that there's clear distinction between the three different pellet piles. You want to limit the number of pellets in each pile so that your bird can see the distinct pellet types in each of the piles. Um, we know that birds have specific preferences for certain pellet types and the idea is to make it very clear that there are actually three different types of pellets present and let the bird choose what he or she likes best. You have to be patient for this method. It may take your bird a few minutes to longer to feel comfortable just navigating the tabletop and moving over to a particular pile. If the bird does start heading toward a pile, encourage him by saying something enthusiastically like, you know his name, good bird, you know, and, and just be really encouraging. 
If the bird actually reaches out to touch or pick up or taste a pellet, increase your verbal praise. You know, it's, be really enthusiastic. Use a really upbeat, um, high-pitched voice. Birds actually respond to high-pitched voices, so that, that's a really good thing to do to encourage him. Follow your bird's cues and let him pick up the pile of pellets that he wants to explore first. Now, the next step is if your bird is actually investigating a pile of pellets on his own, wait and see what he does before you do anything else. But when he actually starts to interact with the pellets, um, what you can do is tap your finger, tap your fingernail on the tabletop as if your fingernail was a beak, okay? If the bird approaches the pile and stops short of actually touching it, then you can start tapping, and the, the tapping of your fingernail mimicking a beak may actually encourage him to use his beak and tap like you're tapping your nail to investigate the pellets. So you use your fingernail to tap the tabletop, making a clicking sound like a beak on the table, and again, this mimics the bird's beak and what it would sound like if the bird reached out and checked out the pellet by tapping with his own beak on the tabletop. Tap a couple of times first, wait to see how your bird responds, and it may just be a couple of taps. That's all that's needed for your bird to further explore on his own by actually picking up a pellet with his beak directly or with his foot. If he doesn't investigate a particular pile of pellets further after the first couple of taps, try again, uh, wait a minute or two, and then try again. If he doesn't respond still, then try tapping in a different pile and see if he's excited about moving near that pile. Now in the next step, remember that birds generally work to gain your approval. That's what you know a bird, pet birds generally do. So praising your bird verbally by using his name or physically scratching his head if he likes that, um, when he interacts with the pellets, this will positively reinforce his interaction with that pellet. So if he does go over to a pile of pellets and he actually touches them with his beak or his feet, Again, scratching his head, praising him verbally, all of that reinforces his interaction with the pellet. Be sure to use the same phrase though over again, like good bird or good whatever his name is, um, over and over as he interacts with the pellets so that he learns to associate touching the pellets with receiving praise from you. Now, if your bird moves from just touching the pellets to actually tasting them, which is what our goal is, ramp up that verbal praise and ramp up that physical praise so that he really feels rewarded for tasting the pellets. Eventually, your bird will come to anticipate touching and eating the pellets with receiving praise from you. Now, certainly, if your bird doesn't like to be touched, you know, just stick to verbal praise and skip the head scratching. Finally, you know, birds don't recognize their own reflections, so for some birds, you can actually use a mirror. When, when birds look in the mirror, they actually think they're seeing another bird. So some birds are actually intrigued by the bird in the mirror. Um, some birds are afraid of them, but birds in the mirror can really be helpful in encouraging your bird to try pellets. You can see how your bird responds by just holding up a hand mirror and using the mirror if he seems interested in his reflection. The idea is to place the mirror with a few pellets on it on top of the table next to your bird and wait to see how he responds. If he sees the bird in the mirror and he sees the pellets on the mirror, he may think that there is another bird interacting with the pellets right near him. 
if he isn't interested initially, you, you can try moving him on top of the mirror as long as this doesn't upset him. And you can then try tapping with your finger, you know, with like the beak method we talked about before. If he still seems uninterested or afraid of the mirror, don't, don't push it. You can take the mirror away and go back to tapping on the table, just as we described before, and praising him both verbally and scratching his head for any kind of contact with the pellets. Now, while some birds show interest in pellets during their first tabletop exposure, it actually may take others a few tabletop sessions to try them out. Be patient and try a tabletop session no more than once a day over a few days. I definitely wouldn't do it more than once a day. Birds may be interested on some days and not on others. You know, again, we all get tired, we have our moods. Take cues from your bird and, and go with the flow. Most small birds will show interest in eating the pellets within, typically within a week of daily sessions like this. And as soon as your bird expresses an interest in a particular brand of pellets, fill up a cup with those particular pellets and allow your bird to graze from it all day. Continue to praise your bird while he's grazing from the, the pellets he chose um, you know, in the cup. Continue to praise him both verbally and physically with head scratching and praising him with his name uh, if he likes it whenever you see him interacting with the pellets in the cup. Uh, make sure that the pellets he prefers are available all the time and limit offering other types of food initially until you see him regularly eating the pellets. Remember that dry pellets can remain in the cage all day and night, um, but you do want to refresh the bowl of pellets daily or any time the pellets get wet or soiled. We don't want them to sit in there like that because they can spoil. So certainly take them out if they get wet or if he poops on them. Um, many birds love to dunk their pellets in water as we mentioned, so that's totally normal. Just refresh your bird's water cup at least once a day. And don't be surprised if you offer a multicolored pellet, you know, like fruit blend, that your and your bird selects out certain colors he prefers while leaving over other colors he's not interested in. Um, it's totally fine. This is a common behavior, nothing to be concerned about. Um, if your bird dunks a particular color of pellet in the water, the water may even change to that color. And if he selects out one color that he really likes, he may even poop, and his poop may be tinged that color as well. This is all totally normal. Birds selecting out certain colors or pellets um, consistently will have droppings of that color. Again, no cause for concern, you know, as long as your birds are eating. Finally, uh, ideally, to ensure that your bird is consuming an adequate number of pellets each day in this method, um, get a scale that weighs in grams and weigh your bird every morning before he eats to track your bird's weight over the course of the conversion. This is really a good thing to do regardless of what method of conversion you choose. Birds converting to pellets, as we mentioned before, especially if they've been eating a high-fat seed and nut diet, they will initially lose a few grams, sometimes even up to 10% of their body weight, because pellets generally have less fat than seeds and nuts. Just remember, if your bird loses more than 10% of his body weight during the conversion process, or if he seems weak or lethargic, or just not right to you in any way, be sure to contact your avian veterinarian immediately. Another way to be sure your bird is eating enough when he converts to pellets is to count his droppings. This is really easy to do. I mean, you can count his droppings before you convert him and get an idea of the number of droppings on average he produces each day. And then, you know, you just put a piece of paper towel underneath uh, the perches he commonly sits at to count the droppings. And then when you convert him to pelleted diet, um, you can count the droppings as well. And if you see that he's producing uh, about as many droppings as he was before you converted him, then he's eating adequately. This is just a really simple, you know, not scientific method, but something you can do fairly easily to ensure that he is eating. 
Your bird should produce several droppings a day, at least one every few hours, because remember the birds have such high metabolism, you know, depending upon what he's eating and what species he is. Um, even as he converts to pellets, he should, producing, he should be producing several droppings um, a day, a few each hour. Um, and if you're not seeing this many droppings, then, you know, it may be that he's not eating enough, or if he is especially thin to begin with, you may want to reach out to your avian veterinarian to see what the best course of action is now. Um, whether he, whether your veterinarian wants you to add back in a little bit of the old food and transition a little slower to the new diet, um, follow your vet's advice. The consistency of the droppings also may change um, once your bird is consuming mostly pellets. They may be actually softer and moister droppings. Again, this is not a cause for concern if you see these changes as long as the bird is active and happy and eating. Um, if you do see changes in the droppings consistency and your bird appears weak, weak or lethargic, you certainly you know, want to contact your avian veterinarian. So I've now described several different methods by which you can convert your bird. Um, one other method I just wanted to mention is something that involves taking a plastic bag and grinding up the pellets uh, into a fine powder with a hammer. And doing that, um, you can actually take some table food, whether it be a little piece of pasta, cooked egg, a little bit of fruit or vegetable, and rolling the moistened table food through the powdered pellets. Initially, you want to uh, crush up the pellets into a very fine powder and lightly coat the outside of the table food. Over time, if your bird starts to taste that yummy table food, again, something he would never refuse, with the powdered pellets on the outside, you can actually cut back and uh, you know cut away the outside of the pellets on the outside and, and make it actually bigger chunks on the outside and use a smaller central grain of table food on the inside. So eventually you eliminate um, the uh, kernel of table food on the inside while making bigger chunks of pellets on the outside. It may take some time, but this is another method that we commonly, commonly will use to transition birds to pellets. Now, I've described several different methods here. You know, not every method is right for every bird, and you really do have to think about your personality, what you're willing to tolerate, if you're stressed when your bird doesn't eat, your bird's personality. Um, I've mentioned that certain methods are better for certain types of birds, certain personality birds, those that are shy, those interact with treats more, those are foot feeders or ground feeders. Again, all of this is reviewed on the Supreme website. So I hope this has helped you today um, with some tips uh, to handle stubborn birds and transitioning them over to a healthier diet, one that they can live lifelong on and uh, thrive on. If you have any questions though, certainly don't hesitate to reach out to us. There's information on the Zupreme website, um, some phone numbers and email addresses that if you need help in the conversion process, we're there for you. And just remember that when you're listening to Zunation throughout each of these episodes, be sure to follow our Zupreme Facebook page where we'll have posts before every show where you can actually ask me questions to answer on the show. And it could be about pellet conversion or something else. You'll also see sneak peeks to episodes that you may have missed there as well. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or email us at customercare at zupreme.com. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. 
If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. 